Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of IJD HTF, where we are talking about the HBO Max show Close Enough. And this episode of IJD HTF is going to start off with the episode called Quilty Pleasures. But before I talk about like the exact episode, I do want to give you guys a little bit of like background on the show. If you haven't watched it, if you have no clue what we're talking about, this is a show that was originally picked up for TBS in 2017, but it ended up getting shelved because AT&T purchased Time Warner. TBS was kind of like in this weird zone. And because AT&T also owns HBO Max, they were like, hey, let's put this on HBO because it's kind of inappropriate for like right. evening TV on TBS. Let's and be honest. Another thing is, is this is the same creators, same artists. As that worked on regular show. regular show, which is one of our favorite shows. So we wanted to like give a good, like honest opinion, honest, like opinionated, but also reflection of this show. Yeah. So basically, this series revolves around this couple who are in their early thirties, basically like us, Josh and Emily, and they have a five-year-old daughter, Candace, and their divorced friends. Uh. Which I think are Bridget Alex and, and Bridget. Alex. Yeah. yeah. So they have their divorced friends who live with them in a Los Angeles duplex. And basically, they're taking like normal domestic crises and they escalate them in kind of like science fiction y ways, kind of like regular show did in a sense. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, they go to a club and then like their people are flying into the fan and dying. Like, yeah. Things that just don't happen. But it's like, has a very like, regular show nostalgic feel to it which i love about it like i love that they carried that like charm and wit to this new show and it's a little bit matured it's like a matured version not it's not even it's completely different i feel like but it has like the feel like you know that warm fuzzy feeling so something that so we did watch the uh comic-con panel on this and jg quintel the creator was kind of like Regular show was where I was in my life at that point in time. Because he was, like, in his yeah. 20s, like, his early 20s. Like, the only oh, thing I like to play video games. Close Enough doesn't have, have is Mark Hamill. True. So, basically... But they might get him as a guest. You I'm, don't know. You yeah. never know. They do have the guy who plays Rigby, William Celliers. And he's, he's awesome. He's one of the people who, like, does additional voices a lot of times on this show, which is really fun. But I did want to talk about who the main cast of characters is voiced by. So there's J.G. Quintel, who played Mordecai on Regular Show. He's the creator. And he plays the lead character, Josh, who he said is very based off of, like, him and where he's in his life now. And then there's Gabriel Walsh, who plays his wife. And I honestly don't know a ton about Gabriel Walsh, Walsh, but um, she she's, seemed, a she's a great voice. voice. Yeah. So... Then they have Jason Mantazukos, Mantazukas, who he was in The Good Place the Good as Place. Derek. Yeah. And he's Derek. been in a few things recently that I've seen. He's super funny. And I think he's hysterical. He's super funny. And then they have Kamiko Glenn, who was in Orange is the New Black. Yeah. And she has a great voice as well. They especially have kind of for like, like a, uh, voice acting. Super cast. Yeah. So some other notable guest stars that they've had. Because this season is chocked full of them. They have Weird Al. They have David Hasselhoff. They have George Lopez. Like, they have Judy Greer. 
They have right. like this really great yeah. cast of people that come on and do additional voices. And they all seem to have like really great chemistry. Yes. Which I think is really important. So they only did eight episodes slash 15 segments because we're only talking about technically episode one today, but there's two segments of episode one. So I almost feel like it's episode one and episode two. Yeah, which we'll probably be recapping two episodes at a time. But for right now, we're just going to do these two. Yes. So first up, Quilty Pleasures. Love the name because in the opening scene, they have their daughter Candace, who's doing like this obstacle course around the house and like everything basically goes to S word. It definitely gets you into a vibe of like, it sets the tone, right? Like it's a very like chaotic, but like also loving loving home. home. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, the plot is that Candace has a school project, and she her teacher like brings him in, and the teacher's really funny. I don't know who plays him, and I can't remember his name, but the teacher's like this hippie who's like, you know, if your child can't get on board, I'm gonna be giving her an A, and they're like, that's great, and then he's like, which stands for adequately un, what do you say, adequately un? It was like. Almost there, but not Almost quite there, good but enough. Not quite good enough. Yeah. So, you know, you might want to get on this. She needs to do well in this project. So, the parents decide that they're going to help Candace and Josh, or Emily and Josh, mm-hmm. uh, are going to help Candace. And they basically are going to like leave Candace with their roommates and then go to the mall to shop for, shop for quilt. Which, uh, so they go to the LA Fashion District, which I think is so funny. Because it's like, we lived in L.A. for a few years. So when they go places, yeah. like you can like imagine the actual places they're going. Mm-hmm. And they're actually like pretty accurate for the most point like part. Like you're in the fashion district and you're like, oh, there's people selling fabric and thread and all these things. Right. But then you get distracted because someone's selling birds and someone's selling <laughs> churros. Like Josh the whole time is like going like place to place and like he buys a bird. He buys like a funny suit he gets like his churro like he does all these things but isn't actually doing what he needs to be doing whereas emily's like trying to like barter with everybody where she's like oh you said 375 a yard this guy told me he'd do 350 and then she ends up with nothing right and then he ends up with nothing they basically end up getting attacked by some old people well the thing is at the beginning he gets his or not the beginning but like towards the end of shopping his wallet gets stolen right and He's basically like, where's my wallet? I need to find it. And then as they're leaving, they see the kid that stole his wallet. So he chases the kid. And Emily goes with him to chase the kid. And then there's a bunch of little orphan kids. And they're like, we just want to be parented. Be right. our parents. And they're like, help us with this quilt. And they're like, okay. And it's basically like a sweatshop. It's like, just like a sweatshop. Like they're making this. They're like, is this a sweatshop? And they're like, it's okay. And they <laughs> did like a fun musical number. It was like a Turned fun out to be little a nightmare, gig. And they get stuck in it. And they... So then they like get the quilt and then they like they have sex in the alley. Oh, yeah. And they wake up in the morning. It's definitely PG 13, by the way. And then there's like, you find out they weren't British children, they were a bunch of homeless people. <laughs> and they will not let them leave. Yeah. And basically, they spend all this time trying to get away. And as this is all going on, you do see Alex and Bridget trying to, like, take care of Candace back at the place. But then they're like, oh, 
kids don't like order their own dinners. We have to like help them order Postmates. Like they're not good. Like they people. don't know yeah, how to do like, it. They don't know how to but do it. But then like Candace is next door, like helping the next door neighbors and like eating dinner with them. Mm-hmm. And they don't even realize she's gone. Yeah. So the next morning, finally, like Josh and Emily get away. They like show up with the quilt and Candace is like already showing her quilt to the class and she had made it herself and it was like her and her parents all just naked <laughs> on this quilt and the teacher was like oh that she gets an f for finally doing something right or whatever it was <laughs> and there, he's like most people don't let the kids do the projects themselves this is amazing yeah so they're like hiding the quilt that they That's had great. made but something that i definitely noticed about this show is they do make like a lot of like orgasm and blowjob jokes and like stuff yeah, like that that like would have never ever flown on Cartoon Network. It's very like PG thirteen. Also, the first episode or two are kind of like have like a nervous feel to it, which I noticed. But right after that, it starts. They start getting into a groove. It seems. Yeah. And then it's like every episode just flies by and it has like an incredible rewatch value. So. For me, like this very first episode, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into this because I'm right. still stuck in like the regular show. You're like a lot too. just happened and it doesn't feel right. Right. And like the theme song was kind of reminiscent of regular show. So it was like this weird thing. And I was like, I don't know if, if I'm like fully it. into this. Yeah. And then the second episode that we're about to talk about, like I felt similarly. And I did feel by, like a little bit more e- at ease though. But by the third or fourth episode, I was like, this show's great. We should just continue watching this. This right. is like. And I, we watched this really the second exciting. time and we were like, eh, I actually liked it a lot better the second time. So, well, like, once you've seen, like, the That's a great sign that they put a lot of work into it and that mm-hmm. it's going to, it's probably going to age very well. So, the next episode is, or part two, if you will, of the first episode, is called The Perfect House. And it's basically the synopsis is. They have a very chaotic, hectic life, and basically Emily is kind of seeing this. She's looking in mm-hmm. at a certain point, and she's like, I need something to for me. Yeah, so she, her, like, escape is going to open houses, which I get because I love to look at houses online. We don't necessarily go to open houses, but I get the appeal of just going and seeing, like, where you could live yeah. if you live the perfect life. This episode makes me want to go to open houses. So she's, like, dreaming about living elsewhere. She's, like, opening and closing the doors and being like, look, they don't slam when you go to shut them. Like, look at the beautiful pool and the light fixtures. And then she goes back to her house and Bridget is like rolling around in her bra and underwear painting and is like, come join me. Like Josh is slamming the drawers with and like just ruining everything. He like slams the drawer is, and like the light fixture falls. Right. And like Candace is like naked rolling around with her roommate. And then like, you know, it's just a She mess. just gets super overwhelmed and yeah. is like, I'm going to an open house. I'll be back later. Paint on the walls. And when she says she's going to go to the open house, Josh in the drawer sees this advertisement for a family bike so we'll loop back to that later because then a lot happens when emily's at the open house so emily meets some strangers at the open house yeah she meets some random dude and she also meets ramona arizona who is like a the random disney pop star yeah the random dude's guy's name is dave and it turns out he has several a wife and triplets that throw crap on the wall yeah 
which is a really weird thing, but I have a feeling they just don't really want you to care about that character all that much. And then I think Ramona Arizona is basically supposed to be like a Disney star, like a young kid whose parents aren't really around, but she has a lot of money. So while they're looking at the house, the like real estate agent is like, oh, what a beautiful family. Are you yeah. guys going to put in an offer? And they're like, we're not a family. And but she was the guy's about to like, say like, oh, we're not a family. But they're like, what are you talking about, mom? We're the best family. <laughs> like, whatever. So, so they, basically they start playing house and it starts with like this theme music for like this open house sitcom. And basically so like, when you look outside, you realize that the house is then like floating in nothingness. This is where like the sci-fi kind of portion kicks yeah, in. Yeah, they're basically stuck in like this universe where they're like in a sitcom, in a sitcom in a called open house. open house yeah and they can't get out so she like can't leave but people can come in which is kind of strange mm-hmm. so meanwhile josh buys this the, the family bike. crazy family bike and it gets delivered and he's like whoa that was fast and they're like you ordered been, it three days three ago days. And he's like three days where's emily where's emily so <laughs> he like takes the family bike out and he's pedaling down himself. the road and there's a guy that's like <laughs> Where's your family, loser? <laughs> he's just like riding by him. And he's like, why is this happening? And he like, this is actually probably the funniest part of this. So. so then he like shows up at the open house because she had called him on the phone and was like, I can't get out of the open house or whatever it yeah. was. And he this shows up at the open house and she's like, don't shut the door. And he shuts the door and they're in nothingness again. And then she's like, it's a sitcom and I can't get out. And she's like, how do we get kicked off the air? She's like. I know. And she starts like swearing and flashing her boobs and everything you can't do on the, a sitcom. The, the crowd or like the laugh track where it's like, oh, like, oh, no. Yeah. So then she's <laughs> like, oh, work. we can't do it. So then she's like, oh, I know what we have to do. We have to like follow the format of like a sitcom. So she like sits down and has a family meeting and is like, there's no water coming out of this faucet. Right. Like I'm like, we like, are drinking this is fake water. This is we yeah. need to like move on with our lives. And like be whatever, but it's Meanwhile, like Meanwhile, Dave, the the fake husband, is like, I love this water. It's just drinking air. It's yeah. so light. I love it. So then his wife ends up showing up at the end and like being like, Dave, you gotta go home. Or his whatever. wife's name is Michelle, by the way. But yeah. yeah, she's like, Dave. And like has a bunch of toddlers bunch of crawling toddlers, all over yeah. her. And he's just like, No, I think he runs back in the house, doesn't he? Or, yeah. Yeah. So basically Josh comes to save the day. And, Emily and then Emily home. ends up saving it by realizing that the house, her affixation with open houses is like a nice way for her mm. sh- to shortly escape from her life, but isn't a permanent thing. Yeah. Which, Yay, that's it. We did it. I know. And I'm actually really excited to talk about the next two episodes, which we will have up next Monday. So Yeah, stay tuned. Enjoy.